0: Welcome to episode 156 of The Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how you doing, man? I'm doing alright. My nose is, like, weirdly stuffed today, and I
1: don't know why. Like, I I mean, I know it's allergies, but it's... I don't know what particular thing is triggering it, but... So if I randomly don't respond to you for, like, five seconds, it's not because I disconnected, it's because I muted myself to blow my nose.
0: Usually I just assume it's because you're screwed around with something else, but
1: i'm not gonna say that i'm the lsb of this podcast but i'm 100 percent the lsb of this podcast
0: except just not as good in every way
1: right not as good in every way but you know <laughs> like i've never actually started playing a game of magic in the middle of a podcast i have absolutely started like
0: going through my desk in the middle of a podcast <laughs> I'm, like, trying to think. I'm, like, have I started a game of magic in the middle of a podcast? I'm not sure if I haven't. <laughs> I know you goldfished, but... Oh, yeah, I've, I've goldfished decks before. Um, I've, I've, like, sorted cards and, like, prepped buy lists and stuff like that, which is dangerous right now, I'm sure, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. You can't be too focused, right? I, apparently. I'll just ignore everything, but... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. So, uh, all
1: right. say, yes, uh, how, how was how was your day? Actually, you always ask me how my day is going. I never, re- I don't think
0: I've ever returned to the favor. Uh, it's fine. I don't know. I don't. I don't do much as the thing. But I played. I played a lot of Pokemon today. was about it, and you know, stuff like that. Breeding my EVs, and that's annoying. But
1: I'm. I keep telling myself I should actually start working on like my breeding and stuff again but my team is like one pokemon shy from being done but every time I think I am done I realize that I screwed something up cuz I, I <laughs> me being me I never do the full research necessary before I actually do it.
0: I <laughs> just like half ass it.
1: I do I'm, pl- I'm like oh I just want this to be my pokemon so I start breeding the pokemon to get the po- I get the right IVs, I get the right you know, like, uh, nature's and all that. And I was like, oh shit, it, this move I need is only an egg move. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, damn it. <laughs> and yeah. Then...
0: I, I had to, I caught a couple of them. And actually, I think your mess up saved me on one Pokemon uh, Roost. That's the one. Uh, for, oh, yeah. Uh, for that guy. Um, for Mandibuzz? Uh, not Mandibuzz. Uh... Oh, Corbinite. Corviknight, yeah, there we are. Yeah. Cause I'm i am I'm I'm gonna run Corviknight in one, yeah. one of my slots. Yeah. I just want to get this stupid Eevee done because it's been a friggin' saga getting through this whole whole thing because it's like like I'm finally at the point where it's like, alright, I just need to hit an Eevee with five correct Eevees and the right the right ability. And like I have everything set up to do it, it's just like random chance now. Yeah. And it's just i like today I, well we were we were watching um uh watching a movie uh with with my son and stuff and i was just like sitting on the couch there like hatching evs and stuff like that and like i hit like seven i think uh five ev evs well um and none of them were right and i was just like <laughs> but it's
1: like, so, it uh, gets so tilting when you're just like you're so close
0: you're so close but and so the, far, yeah.
1: The, the fact that you're breeding for uh, you're breeding for the hidden
0: ability too. I'm pretty sure, right? Uh, I yeah, I have the hidden ability, or yeah, I have the hidden ability. Obviously, that I'm, I'm breeding. So like, there's a forty percent chance that I don't hit. I don't get that ability. I think is I, what it is.
1: Exactly. So like, you can even get the actual perfect Pokemon, the right nature, yeah, the right uh... i the right IVs, and then it's just like, oh, you actually have cute uh, charm.
0: Yeah. Like, shit. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I had that. I think I had that happen with because when because so previously before that, I had so the way I did it was is like I had to start from scratch. I had nothing, mm-hmm. um, but my end goal was basically I'm like okay, the the EV you get from um, your reward for having the Let's Go game um, has perfect EVs. Yep. So that's awesome unfortunately he's male. Yeah. Um so I had so I had to get the correct nature, I had to get the the egg move I needed, I had to get the um uh, uh you know the hidden ability and stuff. All of it had to be on a female pokemon, which normally wouldn't be a problem. Except EVs have like a like 10% chance to have a female.
1: Yeah, they're primarily male, which is oh, really interesting.
0: It is absolutely infuriating. Like <laughs> So, like, you'd hit everything except it would be, like, walking up to that point, i hit everything except it would be male. And it's like, god <laughs> damn it. Like So, you're breeding just tons and tons of these stupid things, like, for, yeah, for all this and stuff. And it's like... I feel like I you
1: would know. almost
0: be better off
1: just breeding for the correct hidden ability on a female, and just that being the only thing you care about. And then eventually working your way back up to perfect IVs
0: so i'm not sure that's actually the case cuz i'd have to like i'd have to work myself up one way or another yeah, but sure. i already had the perfect on one end so if i just got that i was there so i don't know like but like so so the thing now is as though is like right now i have a 4 ev perfect so i have a 4 uh 4 perfect ev female with the right um nature and the right hidden and the hidden ability um the thing that's really nice though is if i like i have a lot of capability to get like if i want to get something else i can actually breed off that in a lot of ways like remove the everstone and like try to hit the correct um like correct nature or something like that or um like you know breed up a male with the correct nature and then you know, breed it with the female and stuff like that. So I like I have options there, which is nice. At least, like it's nice that I have it already in place.
1: That is one nice thing about ha- having EV specifically is because there's so many different potential options for EV.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Having a good one that can help you get good multiple.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, like I was thinking about like, you know, if I actually finish my team here, <laughs> like I'm, I'm almost to the point of being able to have like. A couple of them done because I'm actually like EV training my or Iv training my um actually wait no I think I might be mixing up terminology. You you have
1: been saying yeah, you've sorry. been saying EV IVs, instead of IV yeah, this whole
0: IVs. time. IVs so I've been yeah so IVs for all that but my I've been EV training my um uh uh Dragapult and slash well the hone edge and dreepy right now but so I'm almost done with that actually Mm-hmm. Um I think I got like one more day of speed training, and then they need their four points and whatever their last stat is, which I can just use wings for. I think you can um, if you put, put them on ask... a
1: job for an hour, they'll get oh, okay. four, they'll yeah. get four points, so
0: yeah, so I can and so I'll have that. So I'm like almost done with them, and then I can just dump candies on them until they're <laughs> max level and give them their abilities, hopefully, as long as I didn't screw anything up. But
1: so I know this is gonna sound like the ultimate. One percenter complaint ever. God, but I know it's super, super frustrating, to, like trying to breed for the correct thing. I've had to do it, but I personally think it is way more frustrating catching a shiny that you can't effectively use to its max potential.
0: Yeah, you're just shut your mouth. Here's the deal. You have a perfect shiny ditto, yes. which would make every which would make everything <laughs> I am doing. 5,000 times easier. easier. Yeah, it would be just uh, like it is really annoying that you have like that. Every time I see a ditto raid, I'm like, I always go check it out instantly. And if it's a five star, I try to get in. Yeah. Like I saw one today and just like scrambled to try to like check it, but it was only a three star. So I I bailed on it. But like,
1: even a three star is not like the worst thing ever. But
0: I mean, yeah, but.
1: The thing is, like, it needs to be five star to have that one in thirty two chance of being an actual six IV.
0: Yeah, uh, but okay. So oh. we're we're not a Pokemon podcast, though. We are um, not. <laughs> surprisingly, some days, some days it seems like it. I know.
1: I but do I wonder know. if we could do an entire episode
0: on Pokemon. But... We'll have to try a bonus episode because I bet we could. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So today, um, there's all right. So there's been a lot of talk about this and that with Akoria and like, this is a giant mistake and you know, this is a problem and this is horrible for standard and whatever. So we're today. We're going to take a look at some things and weigh in on them, I guess for lack of a better term. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how to frame this too much, but like, Yeah, there's there's all these kind of pieces of things here. It's like, you know, arguing about whether these are good or bad or otherwise. And I think we're gonna weigh in on them here and and set set the record straight and make the final decision for the world to follow here.
1: (laughs) Because people tend to always listen to our opinions on things. Yep, that's why Mind Twist is very heavily played in Legacy.
0: Right, (laughs) free (laughs) my (laughs) boy. One day. So, um, yeah. All right. I kind of, I kind of called this factor fiction a coria, but we'll see how that sticks for a thing here. These are just kind of a bunch of topics we want to talk about because we've been playing a lot of arena lately. Like I've been playing a lot of Magic lately, by comparison.
1: Compared to how much you normally play, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I, I logged in today and didn't have it. Like, you know, I, I played some games that. I did not need to play to complete quests or uh, weekly rewards. I so, don't it. so that's something like <laughs> I just played magic to like play magic. So, you know, so obviously I'm like the hardest core, <laughs> um, but I don't know. Let's just share experiences. We can talk about this and yeah, kind of see where, where things land and hopefully have some sort of discussion at least, I suppose. Can, All right. I, can yep. I
1: actually say something really, really weird based off of your comment you just said? All right. Go I, I use your statement of I just played magic just for the sake of playing magic. Yeah. So I'm super hardcore. I think it actually has more truth to it than people should give it credit to. Because here's the deal. When you're playing magic because you actively enjoy magic and not because you're trying to, like, you're not playing for any competitive reason. You're playing just for the joy of the game itself. I think you are an actual more hardcore Magic player because you have, you, have, you have you have you have no actual motivation. Like if you're not try, you, you don't ladder at all. You don't you never play ladder.
0: Actually, I, I just started today. Um, okay, you're but completely but but ruining my point. But, <laughs> but so here, but so here's the thing is is I I just you uh, I actually started playing it just because of you said because of something you said. Um, it's free value. You're like you're like you're like it's literally completely free. Why not? And yeah. I'm like I'm like well, if I lose though, I lose rank. And then I'm like, wait, I don't care if I lose rank.
1: Yeah, <laughs> losing rank doesn't matter to you. No, I'm because like in the end, it's just you free play pack. on rank. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So it's like I'm I'm literally doing the exact same thing, but with this. So yeah. So yeah. But basically, I, I effectively I just don't play ranked. Like yeah. even though I kind of do, pretty much it's fuzzy yeah
1: <laughs> yeah but like you know you're not playing because you want to climb the ladder yeah. you're not tr- playing not you wanna break it you're just playing because you want to play magic yeah so i think you can actually make a reasonable argument that it, that makes you more hardcore of a magic player
0: well as i said i will i'll take that and run with it then <laughs> i'm okay i'm okay with this all right so um yeah all right should we should we talk about some of these topics
1: let's bring it
0: all right so this one kind of covers a lot of space and i'm, I'm using one th- one thing as like a or one deck as a example but it's basically actually the second part of this so one of the big complaints i've seen is the winota decks are just too dang good and explosive and agent of treachery needs a ban and the bigger problem is, is, that Agent of Treachery people just don't don't like Agent of Treachery. No matter what a deck is doing, it's cheating out Agent of Treachery.
1: So I'm gonna go with fiction for this entire statement. Okay, <laughs> but it does it does have some copyouts to it, right? Uh, okay. The Winota decks are not too good because they do truly lack consistency.
0: They just kind of fold to themselves, like themselves. Like I've watched you. Like, I've, don't, well, I've played against you.
1: Yeah. If you don't draw Winota, your deck is not doing anything good.
0: <laughs> it's, just, it's literally just sitting there, and it's just like... I mean, and like even then, you can like draw Winota and have three Agents of Treachery in your hand.
1: Yeah. Like, that is just like, the <laughs> thing. That the deck plays a card as a 4 of and it never wants to draw a single one.
0: Yep. yep one. Exactly. Like, they just rot in your hand, otherwise.
1: Like, I have one games where I have hard-cast Agents of Treachery, but that was more because my opponent wasn't doing anything at all to punish me. <laughs>
0: yeah, your opponent was just kind of like there. It was like goldfishing pretty close.
1: <laughs> you know, like, I do truly think that, like, the higher end of standard right now completely revolves around Agent of Treachery.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, the pr- last week's best deck was Bant, Ramp, playing Agent of Treachery. Mm-hmm. And right now it's Jeskai playing Agent of Treachery. You know, the entire thing is, your goal is to cheat out an Agent of Treachery as quick as possible, because Agent of Treachery is the single most powerful endgame you can have in Magic right now. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, it's not Agent of Treachery that's making it oppressive. Mm -hmm. You know, Agent of Treachery is a 7-mana card. Yeah, It's the things that are putting it into play for nothing, you know. Attacking it with nota putting it into play on turn four, putting multiple into play on turn four.
0: Yeah. That's... So, is that too good? Like nope. not not necessarily like like that situation is super good, obviously. Like I think we know that that is insane. Mm-hmm. But like the the deck as a whole overall of like what it does, because it feels like it's just like a house of cards. <laughs> it,
1: that's the entire thing is like the most powerful thing you can be doing in what in the Waneto decks is putting Age of Treasure in play. If that's not what you're doing, you're just a really weird aggro deck.
0: You're like a value like, aggro deck.
1: Yeah, you're like a value-based aggro deck with some weird, you know value.
0: With some weird value. Like, because that's what well it is. Said. It's, like, yeah, it's like, oh,
1: I attacked with a 1 1 goblin token and I put a charming prince in play.
0: Yeah. Or, like, I mean, elite guard, the elite guard mage or whatever is. I something. mean, elite,
1: elite guard mage is actually a really good magic card, mm-hmm. you know. But it's, it, it is, it in and of itself is not an oppressive magic card. No,
0: you know? it is not. Yeah. It's, it's just good and it's, you know, like, I don't know. But, yeah. Like, like
1: all, all of it really just comes down to, and like, all of it comes down to, it, it's not the fact that agents of treachery, it's the things that are enabling agents of treachery.
0: Like, so here's my take on it, on what I've seen with the the decks and stuff like that. Like, let me just let me just add the caveat here at the beginning, really quick. I hate agents of treachery, <laughs> like.
1: Which is funny because. Oh it's, my
0: god. This
1: type of card is like everything you ever would want to do when we used to play casual. Yeah. I,
0: I don't like playing against it, we'll just say that. Um like this that, that card just destroys murder kill. Absolutely obliterates it. Which um is hilarious. Which is hilarious. They can be um, like
1: Agent of Treachery and all they do is steal a swamp.
0: And it's like, well I'm done. Like because I'm trying to cast like six mana cards and they either steal my six mana card or my lands, and then I can't do anything. Yeah, but like, like that card's super hard for me to beat. Like a lot of the other decks I have, just kind of fold to it in some ways. Like some of the ones I'm playing now, not so much. But like, like I just, oh, it it feels awful playing against the card. I don't think I, I don't know. I don't think it's like unbeatable. Is my thing. It's not. I've I've played against a number that like. Like playing against the Winota deck, I've there's like there's games where you just ran me over, but like there's also been games where it's like you can literally do anything and you can't beat me. Mm-hmm. Like you could literally hard cast your Agents of Treachery, and I would still win. Like I've had games like that against you, but like almost every game I've like almost every deck I've played with against these like until they start doing their thing, like I'm still in that game, and like. It's not that them doing that thing got me behind. It's, I was already kind of like, kind of behind a little bit. And I kind of, and if I like, like I had the tools to deal with it. Yeah. You know, like
1: once they started gaining traction, it was really hard to take it back.
0: Yeah. And that's what it was and everything. It's like, it's like if you're playing a tempo deck and you get behind, it's really hard to come back from that. Like that's yeah. kind of the, kind of the feeling it almost was like, where it's like they just got enough advantage to where they just pulled ahead too much. And like, you know, if I, if I had the right assembly of things, I would have been totally fine. hmm Like, I think I played against a... Uh, uh, what's the what's the blink guy? Urian. Yeah, I played against one of those decks, and I ended up, like, with Murder Kill, and I ended up losing the game, but, like, up until the turn that they attacked me for lethal, like, I was not out of that game. Like, there was a number of things I could have drawn to get me out of that game, and I just didn't get them. Like, and I feel like a lot of my games are like that. And the games where it doesn't feel like that, it's because I usually feel like it's because my deck did something wrong or I did something wrong. Usually that's the case. You've heard me on Arena (laughs) swearing at myself constantly. But, like, because I play it like I like playing decks that are very focused. Uh, and have, like, one path, basically. And it's like, if that path gets disrupted, then it's like, well, good job, guys. <laughs> we tried hard. So, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen a, like... Like, do the do the Winota decks make you feel bad? Yeah, they kind of do. <laughs> like, I mean, any, it doesn't any... feel good when somebody's, like, turn like, turn four, slam Winota, attack you, you friggin' lose. Like, you know, and I hate to use the excuse, but, like... Even with Murder Kill, when it's like if you're like slam Winona and I'm like Murder it, guess what happened? I'm doing okay. Like,
1: yeah, Winona died. Yeah,
0: and and you don't get any of your triggers.
1: The deck isn't doing anything.
0: Yeah, like it's one of those things. Like I don't know. I feel like some of the like some of the problem I think is is that people are just not willing to like not accepting that their decks are doing something and and they're just getting beat by something. Like you have to. You have to adapt to some degree, you know?
1: Like, the actual play difference between Agent of Treachery and uh, something like Hydroid Crisis, Mm -hmm. like, if you're playing it reasonably, Hydroid Mm -hmm. Crisis is probably a better Magic card. Probably. If you're. The the entire thing comes down to it just. It just. It all comes down to the feel bads, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. The kind of decks that are. Playing Agent of Treachery are doing it in a way that just doesn't make it feel reasonable, you know? Like mm-hmm. In the Winota the yeah. deck, it is very, very possible to you cast a 4-drop on turn 4, and then you just put 13 mana worth of creatures into play for nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Obviously, that is a very, very powerful thing, and you're gonna feel like, well, that's just stupid, right?
0: Mm-hmm. But the like, thing is,
1: yeah. every single deck that is using Agent of Treachery they don't just come out the gates swinging. Mm-hmm. They all take setup in some way. Yep, and that setup is interactable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, you might not like it. You know, because some yeah. people every anytime you tell someone, "Well, why aren't you just playing interaction?" They're like, blah, blah. "I'm an idiot." Blah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you like, like, <laughs> like any. Like, that's the thing that I don't get. It's like, you just interact with the... Like, if you interact with the cards... I know, and, like, dies to Doomblade is just the the lamest kind of, like... Oh, you know, this card's unplayable, it dies to Doomblade <laughs> kind of thing. But, like... I mean, there's some amount of truth to that. Like, I am <laughs> literally playing a deck with with just murder in it. Like... <laughs> like and, and that gets me be probably
1: the thing. <laughs> like... It's like, oh yeah, this creature dies to Doomblade, so it's not that oppressive. It's like, yes, it ties to Doomblade, so it's not that oppressive. You know why something like Baneslayer Angel. You know why Lyra was not a very good magic card in its standard format? Because, <laughs> because Chupa Copra existed.
0: Because of Chupa Boy, huh? Love it.
1: And like, obviously. it was an all star. <laughs> like some, something like Agent of Treasury is obviously going to be more powerful than like the Baneslayer Angel effect. It's, yeah. It is more powerful than a Chupacabra effect because not only are you stealing your, are, are you, quotations, killing your opponent's creature, you are mm-hmm. getting a copy of it. Yeah. You know? Agent of Treachery is a seven mana three for one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, true.
1: Like, and that is, that is a very powerful effect. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong.
0: I mean, well, and there's things that can stop it, but people just don't want to play this stuff either. Yeah. Like, is- I mean, Hushbringer exists in the format, Tristani exists in the format.
1: Yeah, Hushbringer, Tristani, man, it would be really if only there was like a green card that could like give you your creatures and permanents, and you hex group from blue.
0: If your opponent plays. That would be, be something. interesting if they had a card like that, wouldn't there? <laughs> if It'd only that exi-
1: if only that existed in standard. But <laughs> oh no, it totally made all these other things unplayable. Yep. It's like
0: I saw somebody in thread be like they should just unban Oko and just let everything get turned into elks again <laughs>
1: the thing is the things that are doing agent of treachery shenanigans would not care about Oko
0: no they wouldn't like yeah Oko my Winona right yeah it's like I'm or, my, my, or my fires or my or my Yurian or my Thassa or whatever like that I'm doing dirty degenerate ass shit with like yeah. you know
1: it's like oh no you turned my my uh legion loyal or what's it's not the loyalist anymore legion war boss into yeah. an elk it still isn't human
0: <laughs> uh, yeah right i don't care so yeah like i man i i saw a play on some on um uh I was, I was browsing Reddit or something like and some guy was like i finally did it and he's like I had to I had to just add some cards to a deck and he's like because I didn't have all the stuff so he added Lavinia Azorius Renegade to his deck. <laughs> um and had a dude playing fires cast four cards into it. That's amazing. <laughs> like the dude read the card like four times and kept casting cards into it. <laughs>
1: It's like, why isn't this working? Uh, to be fair, maybe he forgot how to cast spells with mana when fires in play, because it gives you the option between the two. But, like, it says it right on there. It literally does. It's like, would you like to cast this for mana or no mana?
0: Yeah, right? I don't know. Like, it, it's it's funny, but... Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, kind of
1: amazing. But... I never even thought about that, how good Lavinia's inspires.
0: Yeah. Most people... Well, the thing is, is almost time that you can just, like, Hard cast the card instead. Oh yeah. You know. Then they're casting one card instead of two.
1: Yeah, then they're casting one instead of two. I mean and most Fire's decks are still, you know, playing four Death and Clarion or whatever, but Yeah, yeah. Still fascinating. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. But I like I think some of the stuff is unfun. It's not Nexus of Fate unfun, so I'm kind of like, okay. (laughs) But like So it's like, whatever. Also, like, you know. Can I say something really, really, really stupid? (laughs) You've said a lot of stupid shit today, man. I don't know, you might be past your quota. If your problem (laughs) with a magic card existing in a
1: competitive environment is that it's unfun, you should not be playing in a competitive
0: environment. There is some amount of truth to that.
1: Like, obviously, it's not... Like, you should competitive playing it it shouldn't be miserable to play magic right like it doesn't matter what type of match you're playing but it's like part of part and parcel of playing a a deck a either competitive deck or in a competitive format is things are going to be going on that aren't going to sit well with you yeah right you know no one feels good to play it no one's gonna say oh it feels good playing it's eight rack in modern that is yeah. not a fun experience. No one has fun. The person playing a rack does not have fun.
0: Shops and vintage.
1: Yeah, it's like you're not. You're going to be experiencing things like that, and whether or not it's fun for you is just should not have anywhere near as much influence over whether or not a card is legal as people seem to think it should.
0: Okay. Um, well, we got we got to move on here because we've talked about this a lot, and I think we got a lot to say about the next one. So
1: we could probably do an entire episode on just the next one. Well, <laughs>
0: we'll see. Uh, so yeah, Winona decks are fine. Ancient of Treachery is powerful, but it does not need a ban. All right. So next up, companions are too good for standard or eternal formats. Uh, the repetition of play with companions is bad for Magic. All right.
1: So the first one is an easy fiction. Okay. The second one is like a soft fiction. Okay. And the third one is
0: What's the third? Oh, oh the, the Eternal Formats one is like soft.
1: Yeah, and okay. then the third, one, the third one is me slamming someone's in face into a wall hard fiction. <laughs>
0: Okay, so So, let's do Companions and Standard. Let's just start, let's just talk this this topic. So, I've played against a lot of it and everything, and I don't know, man, like, I've heard people, like, shout about how impossible it is and stuff like that, but, like, it hasn't felt horribly backbreaking at all. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's right? just me and the decks I'm playing, but like, because I play three decks with companions, yeah. air quotes, and yeah. then and then one with without, and like, I the like I don't know how many I play with companions because I very rarely cast them if I do.
1: Yeah, they're they're just for value, as it were, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Every deck you play would not change at all if you didn't have a Companion.
0: Or it would change so minimally it wouldn't even it, like, matter. Maybe,
1: maybe you would play Teferi in your deck.
0: I mean, we sat and talked about that for, you know, pi- the Pioneer version of it. But
1: Exactly, right? Like, then yeah. that's a pretty hardcore maybe.
0: Yeah. Know?
1: Like, anyone who doesn't think that companions have a deck building restriction, especially in standard, is an idiot.
0: Right? Yeah, here's the, like, yeah, <laughs> the yeah.
1: Uh, honestly, I think the freest one in standard is Karuga in the Fire's decks, because the fire, like you, the Fire yeah. decks already basically didn't play any interaction on turn one or two outside of, mm-hmm. um. Bone Crusher Giant and all that stuff, right? Like, yeah, like he's the biggest free one. And honestly, the payoff of oh, I got to draw like three cards, it's kind of like, sure, whatever. <laughs> it's like, you did yeah. it, you drew three cards in your deck that's already cheating on mana.
0: Yep, sure, yeah. Like, I don't know, it's like Lurus feels good. You know, but, like, that is a restriction, man. I don't care what anyone says. It is. And you know what's awesome about the restriction? Is when I'm playing against Lurus with Murder Kill, uh, my Cry of the Canariums are awesome.
1: <laughs> they never miss. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they never miss. And everything they're bringing back is just, like, gets hit by. It's just so great. Like, uh-huh. usually when I see a Lurus, I'm kind of like, oh, sweet. Like, because it's, like, everything dies to my, um, uh, my disfigures every like everything dies to my uh cry of the carnariums and stuff like that so it's like i'm like if i can stabilize early like i am set like
1: <laughs> yeah it's like in standard it just doesn't matter in eternal yeah. formats all right yeah obviously i've heard a lot of people say you know mm-hmm. you don't need black lotus doesn't need to be better because mm-hmm. you can just crack Black Lotus, play your Lyrus, and replay your Black Lotus. Mm-hmm. So, Alright, sure. You know what else can allow you to do that? Eternal Witness. Now, that's been legal in Vintage forever. Sure, don't get me wrong. You it doesn't living, start in your hands. Like it doesn't start in your hands, and you're. by that metric, you only get to play one, ever, because his own deck-building restriction keeps you from playing multiple. Which is great. And, yeah, rebuying a Black Lotus every single turn, I'm sure, is insanely busted. Mm -hmm. As someone who's rebought it off of a Yagmoth's will, it feels good to rebuy.
0: Feels, yeah, 10 of 10 would do it again.
1: Yeah. But you're already playing the single most busted format in all of goddamn magic. (laughs)
0: Like, I, I saw somebody post and they're like... They're base, uh, What was their thing? They're like uh, workshops is unrestricted. I have faith in the format. Like, yeah, like,
1: <laughs> like everyone apparently like Luris being played pushed Dredge out of the format. It's like, okay.
0: I mean, like, we gotta ask the question: Is that like the biggest problem in the world?
1: Like, is that really a bad thing? Do you like, truly consider that to be a bad thing?
0: Like, I like, like Dredge. If you went, yeah, like if you went to. Like, if you went to an event and didn't see any dredge, would you be upset? No. <laughs> like, that's the thing. It's like... They're like, not even playing Magic.
1: <laughs> like, it's so mind-boggling that people are like... Like, it's sure, sure. it's like, oh, you you, know, you have to play against Lurus, you know. Every single round, it's like, okay? You have to play against Black Lotus every round? Yeah. It's like...
0: You, you and, have to play against Forceful every round, and...
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like... Maybe you should start, like, if all your opponent, if your if your opponent goes, crack Black Lotus, play Luris. uh replay Black Lotus, and you kill their Lurus, you're, like, you know, play a freaking Swords to Plowshares or a Lightning Bolt or some shit. Yeah. Like, I know these aren't super popular in that format because of the way the format works, but, like, if you kill Lurus, you're down a card they and they're down literally nothing, right? Mm-hmm but you're only down a card mm-hmm. like learn to f-ing adapt like the entire thing about the vintage format is like isn't that the entire thing Like, you should be playing with all these cards across all of magic and mm-hmm. like the fact that Luris from the brand new set makes like the iconic card from the first ever set of magic more powerful it's kind of cool in my opinion
0: yeah like
1: i'm not saying it's good for magic But it's like, I can't imagine the existence of Luris as just single-handedly destroying the Vintage community. You know? And, like, moving on to, like, the Legacy community, everyone's like, oh, Luris is just way too good with, like, Lion's Eye Diamond. It's like, I'm sorry, nothing is good with Lion's Eye Diamond. (laughs) <laughs> nothing, nothing outside of specifically making Lion's Eye Diamond busted is good with Lion's Eye Diamond.
0: Yeah. Lion's Eye Diamond is one of those cards that, like, nobody puts it in their deck to do something for just, like, extra value.
1: No. And like... <laughs> uh, I, I, I've heard that Zerda, the activated ability to cost two less card, is actually seeing play in uh, Legacy right now. Because it mm-hmm. goes infinite with Basalt Monolith. I'm like, A, that's been possible forever.
0: Yeah, that's been possible for a long time we've had
1: plenty of other things that could do that mm-hmm. and if and if zerta existing and makes basalt model playable in legacy more power to it
0: all right it's like cool
1: it's like sure lyrus is going to see play a lot in those older formats because those older formats revolve around things with cmc zero one and two and I don't think the fact that it sees play as like a one-of in the sideboard of a majority of decks is being that big of a deal. Because mm-hmm. you know what else sees play as a one-of in every goddamn deck? Black Lotus. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like the argument of, oh, you see it every game, blah blah blah. Like, let's... so, right, so I'm going to continue on my thought process. So we go to Modern. Yeah. You know what deck is actually seeing a massive resurgence in Modern right now?
0: What? jund is that a bad thing i don't think so
1: it's jund playing luris really and that's like the fact that if jund is good in a format that means the format is good yeah because you're actually doing things like and people people's complaint about it is the fact that it's like you you like, you know, Jund is all about these one-for-one trades and eventually winning through, like, card quality and blah-blah-blah. <laughs> like, is that a bad you, thing? Like... like, like, so you make all these one-for-one trades, and then they play Luris, and suddenly they start pulling ahead. It's like, so? Yeah, like... It's like, Luris is making, um, Seal of Fire playable in Modern.
0: Are you kidding me? That is awesome! Like,
1: why is that a bad thing? <laughs> I just don't comprehend it there's no universe where that is a bad thing
0: that actually makes me more interested in modern like
1: (laughs) right and like Uh. god every single person who complains about oh you know the fact you see like companions can make the decks too consistent and you see it, you know you see these cards way too often and You know, the decks are, like, warped around them, and they're not interacting with blah, 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 blah. Every single person who complains about it being too repetitive are the same dumbasses who play four Ponder, four Preordained, and four Brainstorm in their goddamn deck. (laughs) You want to talk about repetitive bullshit? Have you seen someone who thinks they're super smart playing Legacy? God, it pisses me off. It's like, and like everything about competitive magic is reducing variance. Everything. I don't Mm -hmm. care who or what you are. If you're trying to play magic at a competitive level, your goal is to reduce variance. That is why you play 4-ups. That Mm -hmm. is why you play cantrips. That is why you play, you know, the scry lands. Which, for all intents and purposes, if they didn't have scry in them, are not good.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, but the fact they have scry in them makes them very mm-hmm. good. Like everything I mean, is.
0: Yep, you're trying to reduce variance. That's why I played four miracles in my unexpected yeah. results deck. Yeah, that's
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's why you play. You know, when you could, you played four elvish mystics and four lannowar elves. Yes, you have the full eight mana mana dorks. Right, like your goal is to reduce variance if you're playing competitive magic. And just. And like I said, with all the cantrips and all that shit, people are like, oh, just like, you know, like, there's just, it's too, it's too repetitive, blah, 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 like, why suddenly in the past X number of, like, the past year, it started with once upon a time. Mm -hmm. Everyone just started complaining about how it's like, oh, all the games start out the same, and they're too repetitive. It's like, I'm sorry, have you not played Magic for the past 10 years? I don't know if you're aware, Magic was pretty freaking repetitive when I started playing Magic. Mhm. because everyone's like it's like oh yeah i'm playing Jund, you know you
0: <laughs> yeah i didn't play through a whole standard environment where it was turn to thought erasure you
1: <laughs> yeah no that definitely wasn't a thing or it's like yeah. oh turn one Manadork, or turn two far seek into my land ramp so i can cast my you know all this shit like magic everyone who ever complains about magic being like companions being too repetitive should stop playing ups in their deck like it's, I understand where they're coming from, but their mm-hmm. arguments are so goddamn flawed with how magic is played, at the in the style of magic that they're talking about playing it in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I had something else I was gonna say, and I completely lost it now.
0: Rage, Rage rain got the best of you. Pretty much. All right. Cool.
1: It's just stupid. Oh, another thing. People complain, it's like, oh, it's like the magic is, magic is, too, is too consistent, blah, blah, blah. Urion is the most played card in Standard. Mm-hmm. You are literally forced to play an eighty card deck in Standard.
0: You're, you're forced to reduce consistency.
1: And this, honestly, the most amazing thing ever
0: happened. Is they, is they always have the turn three to fairy, but I'm oh, kidding. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: the most amazing thing ever about Urion being as good as it is, is like, Uriah is not even that good. Yeah. It is a 4-mana 4-5 Flyer, Mm -hmm. which is decent in draft.
0: And I can tell you from experience, too, that it dies to (laughs) everything in my deck.
1: Yeah, like, so so you have a (laughs) 4-mana 4-5 Flyer, which is like a B-minus level in Limited, right? Yep. It blinks any number of non-land permanents you control and returns them onto the battlefield during your end step. Yep. it's like okay, that is a really good value. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're, but you are forced to play eighty cards. Mm-hmm. The fact that Omen of the Sun is seeing play in Standard should <laughs> not be considered a bad thing. <laughs> they are scrambling like it is. is single-handedly making people reevaluate what is considered playable in Standard. Not to mention, it is making people reevaluate the whole "you have to play as few cards as possible." It has always been the biggest taboo. Anytime you ever saw someone
0: with like sixty-one card specialty, the the sixty-one
1: or sixty-two. There's that one guy who played like exactly sixty-four cards and like either got second or won a freaking GP, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, it was like so revolutionary and blah 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 and yada yada yada." It's like. And everyone's like, well, you shouldn't you should do that unless you absolutely need to, blah, blah, blah. And now everyone's like, oh, yeah, I can totally play 80 cards. Right? <laughs> like, your ride is single-handedly changing the way people view magic. And that shouldn't be considered a
0: bad thing. hmm Like, I don't know. It's funny, too, because it's like I see the card and it's like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not, like, freaked out by it or anything. Like, you just, you know, interact with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, like every, t- every time I see my opponents playing Uriah, I'm like, sweet, they have less of a chance of drawing Shatter in the Sky. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's where my mind goes.
0: Uh, but, I don't know. Except they always have the turn, th- turn 3 to Teferi, John, and if you see the turn 3 to Teferi, then it's like you just know you can't win. Because you can't cast your spells at all.
1: Nope, not allowed. He's just like, your opponents can't cast spells.
0: No, not at all. Nope.
1: Period. Period. To be fair, I think Teferi is the primary reason why Agent of Treachery is good. Why? He just protects Agent of Treachery. Fair enough. Like that's entire, that's that's the thing. Like you're forced to deal with Teferi, which means you have less ways of dealing with the things that are cheating in Agent of Treachery.
0: Yep. Fair enough.
1: Mind you, I still don't think Teferi should be banned, but
0: No, I don't. I mean I don't either. But my two sense. I mean, there's been a number of times where somebody's like Teferi, and I'm like, give my dude Hexproof, attack you for lethal the next turn, so it doesn't yeah. really bother me. <laughs> but Okay. Alright. I got some softballs here and stuff. That it... This is actually my question. This is not from Reddit. I'm curious about this. I'm gonna ask right. you. Uh, is the cycling deck a good thing for standard? Yes. Okay. Why?
1: Because it is a deck that uh, forces you to learn how to play Magic in a different way. It forces you to evaluate different things and how you approach <laughs> Magic. Um, I like that the deck is 100% uncommons.
0: Commons and uncommons, yep. Like, you play... For uh, the lands, and you can sub those.
1: Yeah, except for a couple lands, right? This deck is stupid cheap to build and play in Standard, which I think having a viable, powerful budget option is super important. Right? I also like that this deck rose to Providence because it had, like, an unlosable matchup against Gruber deck. <laughs> because when your opponent's milling all your cards into the graveyard, and you're just sitting on a Zenith Flare, you're And you're like,
0: like you're mm-hmm. dead.
1: Mm-hmm. Keep going.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, come on. Doing my job for me.
1: <laughs> Can I? I'm just gonna, like, make a minor, minor detour around this. I love the fact that this format has changed so goddamn much, and every time a deck rises to the top, everyone thinks it's too goddamn good.
0: I know. It's just, it's, like, it's ridiculous. Like, remember, like, remember, Gerudo was just impossible to beat and it was yeah. awful and needed to be banned and was going to ruin every format in Magic, including ones that haven't been invented yet. Yeah, and now um, it's unplayable. And now it's just unplayable. It's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like, shut up. Like, but, yeah. okay. All right. Fact or fiction, the most important question on this list
1: it was actually on Reddit.
0: No, this is me. Okay. But this is just something I absolutely believe. The almighty Brushwag is the most begrudgingly playable card in Akoria.
1: So this is a fiction.
0: Okay, why? All right, I'm the... gonna take my stance on this one because I that statement, as I said it, I think the card is absolutely playable. Like in draft, obviously. Like, yep. but like, yeah, yeah. Unless so, you're di- or, or or if you're doing the you know classification shenanigans, I guess. But, but like, I think it's it's playable. But I just never am like, goddamn, I am so happy to play this card. So here's the thing about the uh-huh. Almighty Brushwag. All right, <laughs> it is not a begrudgingly playable. Uh-huh.
1: The Almighty Brushwag is the equivalent of the physical embodiment of the God Emperor being gifted to you <laughs> for the sheer joy in your heart. <laughs> for being able to cast this. <laughs> it is the single most powerful creature on all of Ikoria. And every single time you see a brushwag and you're like, oh sweet, I'm playing green, I get the pleasure of putting this card in my deck. You should thank the god-emperor for the gift he has given you. <laughs> in, the, in the almighty brushwag.
0: Uh...
1: Right. Also, it's like... It's like between the Brushwag, the Blight Mamba, and the Egg are like the three one-drops you want into your playing Mutate deck, and yeah. all three of them are really good in certain situations. For yeah, being exactly. Like, like, it is perfectly... I can totally see an argument that the Brushwag is a better one-drop than the Blight Mamba in the Mutate deck.
0: I I would potentially agree. Like, there are literally times where I've seen like my opponent's been like, it's like, turn whatever, like, way late in the game, and my opponent's like, brush right i'm like well i lost the game yeah because like,
1: you're just like <laughs> <laughs> it's <been> one, one. <laughs> but the thing is it's not a one one it's a nine nine
0: yeah it's like you're sorry it's a Seven-seven usually is what it is but like oh my god this card i'm sorry like praise the god like Emperor. just reading the card you're like this card's stupid <laughs> like it's like cool they printed a brushwag. this card's kind of just, it's a it's a derpy one one with an activated ability i guess whatever go go sit in the corner with your, <laughs> with the other unplayable draft chap and i'm like like now at this point it's like well i'm gonna definitely take this brushwag for my deck because it's good like <laughs> like
1: the brush i look at the brush and i'm reminded of that one mana one one in green you could pay three to make it indestructible from kaladesh and that card was actually stone unplayable, but you The Bandar? Yeah, the Bandar. You kept seeing people play it. And you're just yeah. like, don't don't play that card. That card's not playable. And yeah. like you see the brushwag and you're like, Yeah. yeah
0: brushwag. <laughs> Alright. Swaggity, shwogity. Swaggity, shwogity. We got that brush Alright. <laughs> I'll let you read I don't know what this one's about this is all, all right. you. So
1: This is uh this is more just like, I'm um, questioning Watsy's logic. Okay. So, they have... There's two different alternate arts in mm-hmm. Icoria. Okay. There is the showcase cards, which is every single card with Mutate has yep. a comic booky style art you can get for it. Yep. I think the comic book-style art actually looks really freaking good, right? Okay. The problem is... Half of those cards also have Godzilla Arts. (laughs) Which is really, really... So as a result of that, there's like a weird little, you know... It's nice having multiple options for multiple people.
0: But it's too many awesome things.
1: There's too many options. Like I think instead of having it... like Instead of having the Godzilla ones being the way they are, I think they should have chose like... The cards they chose to have the alternate arts should have not overlapped with the cards that they chose to have Godzilla Arts, if that makes sense.
0: Okay. I disagree. I think having more awesome things is better, and you just have to put your big boy pants on and pick which favorite
1: but that's the cardboard want,
0: monster you want in your deck.
1: I want more awesome things in my deck.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: Not a choice. Also, I think it's really, really... I get it all along the same lines as showcase The Mastery Tree, a lot of the rewards are also cards that overlap with godzilla cards <laughs> so it's like you're never ever going to see them because everyone is just going to play with their godzilla cards
0: i don't like godzilla cards i would not play with them
1: i know but the odds are you're, you're never going to play with any of the cards in the master tree anyways so
0: i mean are any of them in the heroic deck nope okay yeah then i won't there you
1: go <laughs> <laughs> that oh, it's, problem. it's just super weird to me so yeah
0: but okay should we, do a, should we do another fun factor fiction here? Yeah. The, the arena shuffler is rigged. False. I don't know, man. I think it's true. You've seen the last couple of drafts I have with drawn Lands.
1: Yeah, but to be fair, the last deck you drafted... We,
0: no, we, shall, we shall not speak of this.
1: <laughs> a deck deserves to lose. That deck did not deserve the two wins that it
0: got. Oh, my God. If that deck was a child, somebody would come up and punch its mother that she didn't get an abortion. <laughs> oh my god, that deck was awful. We pivoted like three times throughout it, and it was see, just, it was a mess.
1: See, that's the problem. Like, that's, that deck was an abortion. like Three, to- three times. Yeah.
0: Like, I, so here's the deal, though. And I'm going to throw you under the bus for this. Um, right. Because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure at least three times during that draft you said, "Now hear me out," <laughs> and then gave me some bullshit reason why I should take this card. And I'm like, "John's smart; he knows what's going on." So if I you don't think... want to draft with me. Just say no. You don't have to ruin my drafts, can which I, I tell can do you... on my own.
1: <laughs> can I tell you an honest, an honest truth? Yeah. The entire time we were playing out those games, I was thinking, "Dear God, I hope he doesn't realize I'm the reason this deck is like this."
0: Oh, <laughs> I I knew it was, but I don't care. Because
1: <laughs> I'm like, "Oh yeah, you should first pick this thing. What's the word? You know, you should try drafting something other than green black."
0: And then we ended up in green black, but really bad green black. Yeah, and then it's like.
1: It's like we should first pick this and then we just we, we swerved off it. It's like, alright, you should totally take Garuda, right? Like Yeah, we'll Garuda's, go Garuda,
0: that'll be awesome. just really
1: powerful. And then like you cut all the non Garuda cards, and this is in pack two and you had nine. Or you had seven cards in your day. Seven so, cards, yeah. I'm like, It's like I don't this is fine. We just need a little bit of luck, right? We can still get there, it's not the worst thing ever. You know? It's like we only need an average of eight playables per pack. Reasonable proceeded to never see anything ever
0: yeah it was just like (laughs) and so like
1: and like we passed so many cards that would have been really really good in a mutate deck because you couldn't play them with garuda
0: i know it was just it was such a bad draft it was so bad
1: oh that was so bad i felt so bad
0: We, we probably should have just taken garuda and been like we'll just play garuda
1: we should have but playing it as a companion is so much more powerful
0: So, but here's the deal. No, it's not when you don't have a deck other than that card. And to be fair, we did wind up playing Garuda as a in the the main deck. Yeah, but we could have had a better deck with Garuda in it. It was just like, (laughs) and honestly, Uh... a couple of those games would have gone a little better if I would have not like just drawn a ton of lands. Like, as I said, the embarrassing thing is is like, you know, like I've I've had three mutate drafts in a row. Uh, yeah. the black green decks and like we drafted one deck and it was awesome like that deck was so sweet and it went three three and then we drafted another deck and it was really good not as not as i don't think it, uh, like if you put the deck side by side it was not as good as the first one nope not even not
1: it was close to as good as the first
0: one it was, it was close but not quite seven one yeah <laughs> And then we rushed. then we draft this and then we draft this friggin' abomination of God and like it is it goes 2-3. Like <laughs> and it could and it could have reasonably gone three three if I would have like not bricked on land so much. Oh yeah. Which, it could the same as that deck that was like super good and it was just like It could have uh, reasonably done better than 3-3, three, because three, we don't know yeah. what your other games would have been like. Yeah, it's like, I don't oh
1: know. my god, that was so terrible.
0: All right. John, you got, a, you got one last one here? I'll let you take the bonus I do, here. I, I do
1: have a last one, and this is me yelling at people on the internet. Oh, okay. Secret lairs. Mm-hmm. People need to just
0: die. <laughs> well, don't Secret. softball it for everyone, John. Christ.
1: Secret lair fetchlands. I don't know okay. what they're actually called. Yeah, Everyone is up in arms about how WotC isn't printing something like they're like, oh, WotC's just trying to be greedy. They're not printing, you know, fetch lands at a, at a reasonable enough pace to allow players to actually afford them, blah, blah, blah. Every single secret layer of fetch land is being allocated to a store which is everything everyone was complaining about the secret layers is everyone's like, Oh my God. It's like, why is the, why are the, aren't the stores making money off these secret layers? And yada, yada, yada. It's like, and then they do it and people are mad. And then they do it. And the stores are like, yeah, we're going to sell these for $300. And everybody's like, what, uh, why, why Every- is Watsi doing this? <laughs> yeah. It's like, guys, this isn't Watsi. Just because you have some weird scalpers selling them, you know, on eBay for like four hundred fifty dollars or whatever, this is stores making money. Make up your goddamn mind, you nitwits. And then like Godzilla lands, right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, how dare Watsy charge thirty dollars for three basic or for five basic lands, one of each type? You know, like they're just like you know ripping people off. I'm gonna say something really, really weird. All right. Mm-hmm. Secret Lair Godzilla lands are the perfect secret Lair.
0: They kind of are in a weird way, because they're only there for bling. Yeah, and like, and you know who has to buy them? Only the people that want to. Exactly, and that's what they should be. Like they're not a funk like it's not a functional card. They're not a rare card. You know, it's not like Fetchlands or anything else where it's like, oh man, there's like a really short supply of these cards. Like I'm guessing people have Mountains laying around. Yep, Just saying. <laughs> And it's like, people have all these lands, right? Like, this
1: and the Secret Lair Eldraine Wonderland are, like, the two perfect Secret layers Because they are cards that are super common. You don't need them.
0: And but they're just, you, yeah, they're just bling. That's all they are.
1: Yeah, but if you want them, you can buy them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, the most expensive Secret Lair as of right now is Secret Lair Eldraine Wonderland, because no one bought it. Yeah, right. And you know what's probably going to wind up being one of the most expensive Secret Lairs of all time? Godzilla lands. Because mm-hmm. no one's going to want to buy it. Yep. I was I was tempted, but I couldn't justify dropping the five hundred dollars
0: to get the full set.
1: oh uh, yeah, you could buy up to fifteen. Oh, okay. It's like I I tr- I actually really like the lens. I like mm-hmm. the way they laid out. They were laid out. I like Godzilla and all that kind of stuff, you know. Yep. But mm-hmm. I couldn't justify dropping four five hundred dollars. It would be four fifty mm-hmm. before tax, right?
0: Yeah. But
1: like that's on me. Like mm-hmm. I have no anyone complaining about these existing is just an entitled little prick. <laughs> yep. I, follow, I follow Secret Lair on Twitter, and I like to like go into the people's responses to see what people think of it. Boy, howdy, our people. They just need to go drink some bleach. A lot of it. <laughs> I'll sell it to them.
0: Uh, okay.
1: I've been really... <laughs> anti everyone lately if people can't tell.
0: <laughs> okay. Alrighty. So, um John, you have anything else?
1: I'm not actually a sociopath.
0: I don't believe you, but um <laughs> if if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. John gets those first, so yell at him. Um, <laughs> catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetaPC. Um, check out the check out the website, thelocalmeta.com. Link to the Discord. Fun stuff there. It said we're playing more games. Seriously. Hit us up for games. I've been playing a ton lately. Um, playing video I... games with us. I've been streaming drafts and stuff, so if people want to come and check that out, and um, we do it in the Discord channel, so you can yell at me in real time, which is awesome. Um, It is
1: actually really fun.
0: I I love drafting with people and stuff like that. That's one of the reasons I usually like I like bot drafts better too, is because like I don't feel bad about like drafting with somebody because it's just like whatever, you know? Oh yeah. You're not like competing in it as much, but like I don't know, it's super fun to like collectively go over stuff and like you know, do that and everything, but um yeah, so cool. John, anything else before we sign off? Negative. Neg- negatory, alright. Negatory. Then we will catch you next time.